present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second week in Blackpool, officially Europe's most popular coastal resort. The first of Blackpool's famous decorative illuminations were erected in Christmas 1912 when Princess Louise opened the Princess Parade. Her Royal Highness was then invited to inspect the seven miles of bulbs strung on poles until she found the dud one that was stopping all the others from working. <laughs> The most famous pioneer of Blackpool's amusement business was Thomas Parkinson, who opened his first establishment on Queen's Promenade in the 1890s. As it was little more than a tiny wooden hut providing light refreshments, dancing and bingo sessions, he took its title from the book Uncle Tom's Cabin. And appropriately, every Friday night, the star bingo prize was a trip to the West Indies. <laughs> Chained to 2,000 Africans in a leaking house. In, in the 1930s, George Formby was a regular favourite at the Winter Gardens. With his trademark gap teeth and ukulele, he stunned everyone when, in 1975, he came out of retirement in Kinshasa to fight Muhammad Ali for the World Heavyweight title. <laughs> The Blackpool Magic Circle also holds its annual convention here, and this year their special guest speaker was our own Barry Cryer. In a consummate demonstration of the magician's art, the evening climaxed to the amazement of onlookers when the mysterious Marvo made Barry disappear in a flash by asking, whose round is it? <laughs> We are fortunate today in being guests of Blackpool's Grand Theatre, whose proud boast is they'll only ever employ the biggest names in show business. <laughs> On my right, Timothy Edward Albert Mandy Rice Brooke-Taylor <laughs> and Lord Anthony Hawkes of Brighton and Ho. And on my left, Barry Barney McGrew Cuthbert Cryer, OBE SFA, and Dr. Graham Angus Dougal Kensington Garden. <laughs> and a big welcome for our delightful scorer, who I'm pleased to report has been larging it up on the Pleasure Beach this afternoon. <laughs> the ever lovely Samantha. We start the first round with some new definitions. The English language is a rich and varied tongue, but that very range of words does lead to some confusion over definition. For example, many people don't understand the subtle difference between confuse and perplex. Well, those of us who had the benefit of a public school education can tell you that confuse means to make unclear or to disconcertingly bewilder, while perplex is a kind of plastic glass. <laughs> But as the language is constantly changing, I'd like the teams to provide some new definitions they may have spotted lately. Tony, would you care to start, please? Uh, Macadam, the first ever Scotsman. <laughs> <laughs> Tim? Polyunsaturated, a dry parrot. <laughs> Barry? 
hors d'oeuvre, women who hang round diesel pumps. Graham. Uh, carpentry, a way in for ornamental fish. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> a Jamaican proctologist. <laughs> Stucco. Hitherto unknown Marx brother. <laughs> pom pom. Australian word for English twins. <laughs> and uh, hedgerow. Hedgehog eggs. Gripe. What, <laughs> what Australians make wine from? <laughs> Extemporary. Permanent. <laughs> Loophole. A very long lavatory brush. <laughs> Hot pot, stolen drugs. <laughs> Macaroni, inventor of the pasta wireless. <laughs> Hormone. No, forget it. <laughs> okay, the team's Merseyside, killing of scousers. <laughs> OK, the teams are going to sing for us now in the next round. The round is called Pick Up Song, and it's where the teams sing along to a selection of specially chosen, well-known discs. Samantha spends many long hours with the two kindly old gramophone archivists who, as is usual when we visit a seaside town, she's brought along for a day out. As they're particularly keen on the local seafood, Samantha treats them to a special meal. And they both sit in eager anticipation as Samantha flits about with her hostess trolley and hands round their winkles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see she's back from doing that and poised over the turntable, eager to give the discs a spin. So you should sing along, teams, until at my signal, Samantha turns the volume down. You must continue singing, and if, when the music returns, you're within a gnat's crotchet of the original, I'll be awarding points. And for the benefit of those who can't sit through a half-hour show without recourse to mindless bellowing... <laughs> What do points mean? <laughs> this week's prize is just the thing to delight the stylish man about town who enjoys designer label luxury at bath time. It's this fabulous pair of Gucci loofers. <laughs> okay, we'll start with you, Barry. Would you oh. please accompany George Formby singing with my little stick of Blackpool rock? Summer comes round After the sea I go You're taking the piss I don't care if I do spend a pound I'm rather rash I know See me dressed Like all the sports In my blazer And a pair of shorts With my little stick of Blackpool rock Along the promenade I stroll It may be sticky 
keep it, I never complain. It's nice to have a nibble at it now and again. Every day, wherever I stray, the kids all round me flock. One afternoon, the band conductor up on his stand somehow lost his baton, it flew out of his hand. I jumped, oh, I jumped in his place and then conducted. Okay, that nice again. <laughs> Graham, now, would you please accompany Frank Sinatra singing You Make Me Feel So Young? Oh. You make me feel so young You make me feel so spring has sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I want to go play hide and seek I want to go and bounce the moon Just like a toy Balloon, you and I are just like a couple of tots running across the meadow, picking so up lots of forget me. You now, Tim, would you please accompany the Bellamy brothers with their lovely song If I Said You Had a Beautiful Body? If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? If I swore you were an angel, would you treat me like the devil tonight? If I was dying of thirst, would your flowing love come quench me? If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? Please. <laughs> now we can talk all night <laughs> about the weather. Stupid thing to do. <laughs> could tell you about my friends out on the coast. <laughs> I could ask a lot of crazy questions. Oh, please come back in. <laughs> or ask you what I really want to know. If I said you had a beautiful body <laughs> Finally, Tony, would you please accompany Bill Withers singing Ain't No Sunshine? <laughs> Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone and She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gone to stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone and this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away I'll 
know, I 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 No, that was the first I know, don't you? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard him use that word before. <laughs> the teams are going to do a spot of acting now in the round called Sound Charades. Sound Charades is based on the old TV favourite, Give Us a Clue. When it was first suggested we should try a wireless version of the game, we were divided down the middle as to whether this would be a mildly amusing diversion or a smash success. Well, half of us were very much mistaken. <laughs> and so were the other half. <laughs> Tim and Tony, you're to start, please, and your title's now being exhibited on the laser display board, and here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. Faking it. Faking it. OK, whoever I said, go and do it. <laughs> it's... Two words, and it's a television programme. Oh, Tim. <laughs> oh. Tim. Yes. Oh, yes, Tim. Oh. Oh, Tim. Oh, yes. Oh, Tim. Oh, Tim. Yes. Oh, Tony, you, you don't really mean it, do you? Not really, no. Was it orgasm gators? <laughs> Home Ooh. Alone isn't a TV programme. <laughs> false phone... False witness. False... 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 No, witness. <laughs> I tell you, if they'd been witnessing it, it wouldn't have happened, I tell you. <laughs> Fake. 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 Faking it. Right. Your turn, Barry and Graham. Your title's now being exhibited on the laser display board, and here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. There's something about Mary. There's something about Mary. OK, go ahead. It's a film. It's four words. Four words. And uh, something uh, like this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is this seat taken? <laughs> uh, no, it isn't. But back it, Hamish! <laughs> Hello, stranger. <laughs> Hello, stranger yourself. Uh, you'll have had your tea. <laughs> what? What? Not at these buffet car prices. No. 90p for a flapjack and an instant Maserati. Oh, oh that's dear. terrible. At least Dick Tuppin wore a mask. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Well, old friend, if it's refreshment you're after, you can read my newspaper. <laughs> oh. oh, look at this headline. Not him again. No, no, it's not him. It's about Lady Archer. <laughs> Surely not. I, I look on page 12. You'll see for yourself. Oh, James! <laughs> You're quite right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Have you got three seconds? <laughs> well, the trouble with Mary being a stranger on a train. Ooh. So warm. Oh. We think Mary might be in there somewhere. Yeah. Something about Mary? No. <laughs> right, next up is the general knowledge quiz. It's called What's the Question, Teams? I shall provide some answers while your job is to suggest what the original questions might have been. And Tim, we'll start with you. What question might have prompted this answer before the match? When do we know that an English cricket team are going to lose? <laughs> now, I'm supposed to give you the right answer, which is incredibly boring. What, the right question, rather. Because the answer is really the right question. <laughs> was the cigarette lighter invented before or after the match? Graham, what's the answer? Here's the answer, what's the question? By lifting up the kangaroo's tail. <laughs> How does Rolf Harris like to amuse visitors? <laughs> Can you see what, what it is, is yet? <laughs> <laughs> In stereo. <laughs> the correct question is, how can you stop a kangaroo from hopping? <laughs> what? Right, Barry, now, what, what question provoked this answer? They can mate over 50 times a day. What can high-speed chess masters do? <laughs> Thank you. The question, I'm afraid, is how many times can some lions mate each day. Tony, here's the answer. What's the question? Jack by the hedge. What did Jill have which got her kicked out of the brownies? <laughs> the real question is, what is another name for garlic mustard? <laughs> Tim, here's the answer. What's the question? Sit, pour, roll over, speak and lie down. How does George Bush greet Tony Blair? <laughs> Correct question is, what are the five most popular dog commands? Who the hell finds out all these things? <laughs> they do a survey of dogs. <laughs> and nine out of ten dogs don't reply. <laughs> Graham, what's the question that prompted this answer? Pig's tongue and jelly. What were John Major and Edwina Curry's pet names for each other? <laughs> Well, the answer is, what are the main constituents of the French dish Muso? Oh. Barry, here's the answer. What's the question? They do it standing up. What do high-speed chess masters with piles do? <laughs> <laughs> and you know the question it should be, how do horses sleep? Oh. They, do, they lock their knees. Didn't even know that. Why, in case anybody... Somebody steals them. <laughs> 
Now, here are some answers for anyone to provide questions to. A blessing. For all of us, what will the end of this round be? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> the question is, what is the collective noun for a group of unicorns? Now, here's an answer. They vomit up their stomachs so they're dangling out of their mouths before digging out the stomach contents with their forearms and then, <laughs> and then swallowing their stomachs back down again. What's unusual about dining with the Hamiltons? <laughs> oh, I don't like that picture at all. No. The real question is, how do frogs throw up? <laughs> it's time now to play the game called Mornington Crescent. First, I noticed from the huge post delivery this week that we've been sent an old telegraph pole along with this letter. They come from a Mrs. Trellis of North Wales. She writes, Dear Angus, thanks for the call last night. So sorry I wasn't available to join you at the real motor lodge for a can of Coke. Despite the bad line, I could just make out what else you were after, so I've sent along some friends from the Ladies' Methodist Chapel with a nice piece of steak. I hope you enjoy your rump with two Protestants. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Mrs. Trellis. And on with the game, which this week will be played to the North Circular Open and General Rules. So, all avenues are straight, functioning, and as Mortimer's Bakerloo Gambit is allowed, Elephant and Castle Counts treble. Got it? Okay, Tim, will you start, please? Elephant and Castle. Oh. Oh. That's, that's strictly allowed, under Mortimer's. Yeah, but it's, it is, and it's yeah, Counts treble, so Treble points. Yep. Trep I don't know. Oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> How many points did you have anyway? You had zero points, didn't you? So it's treble. Yeah, yeah. but it depends. It trebles what we get at the end. Does, Does it? it? I don't know. Yeah, it trebles what you've got yeah. now, surely. Yeah, it's what you got so far. Yeah. Which well, is zero. Yeah. Adjudication, Humph, please. Treble. Yeah. Down. Adjudication. <laughs> I think I'll allow it, but uh, it oh. can't count treble. No. That's fair. Oh, fair enough. That's okay. fair. Fair. Okay, Elephant and Castle. Yeah. Regent's Park. Uh, oh. Oh, sure. Yes. The avenues. Look, we've had an adjudication. Yes. Uh, it was ostensibly a treble, but Humps not awarding it as a treble. Yes. Some save us houses with Regent's Park. Yes. <laughs> this is my partner. Well, you think it's avenues, avenues are straight functioning. See, see yeah. what he's doing now? Yeah, see what I, he's doing? Well, I know, but he won't get anywhere. It's all well, right. Well, well, he's well, he's well. <laughs> Hither Green. Yeah, see? So what do I do now? Oh... Morden. <laughs> Elephant, no, Elephant and Castle. Yes, yeah, see? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. see? How many yeah. points have you got, though? None. <laughs> <laughs> OK. It's your turn again, Barry. Dolly's Hill. Yeah. Right that's, that's on clever. North Circular. On yes, <laughs> yeah, that's quite... Yeah. <laughs> pretty... That's pretty canny stuff. That's pretty, that's pretty canny. Pretty. Turned back on uh, himself. Rave, Raven's Court Park. Mm. Ah, I think very they're... intriguing. Mm. <laughs> this book I'm reading. 
Couldn't you go Elephant and Castle again, again now? Again, no. you well, could, of course he no, no, could. No, Don't no, you no. shake your head. No, no, it's a triple-triple, then. Yeah. yeah. Elephant and Castle. Yes! Yeah. Elephant and Castle. Uh, no, you can't. No. Yeah, no, yes, no, yeah, triple, you can. You triple. can castle it. Yeah. yeah, but that spoils the game. Oh, come on. Triple, no. triple we've had. Yeah. And then you go, you know, fourth. No, no. No, no it'd be a sorry. sport. Judication, <laughs> um. Yes, that's right. Carry on. <laughs> He's just on a fourth on a triple, so it's me, isn't it? It's you. Yeah. It's you. Yeah, it's you, Barry. Neeston. Yeah. Uh, Bulls. Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bulls Pond Road. I might have played into their hands with that. Yeah. Earl's. Oh, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh. Earl's Court. Mornington Crescent. Oh, no. Oh! Not okay. really proud of that because they did it to themselves, mm. but thank you for the applause. Well, done, well, I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but it's just time to squeeze in a round of Weight Watchers Book Club. <laughs> Samantha tells me she has to nip out now as she's off to see her personal trainer for a fitness demonstration. She says she's looking forward to him showing how he gets the fat down and pounds off in front of her. <laughs> So while she's away preparing for that, I'll ask the teams to suggest titles likely to be on offer in a mail-order book club for a readership drawn from the overweight. Tim, will you start, please? <laughs> James Bond's Diet Another Day. <laughs> Alice in Pizzaland. <laughs> Big Dorrit. <laughs> a Tale of Huge Titties. I'm sorry. By Charles Sickens. Around the Waist in 80 Days. <laughs> the Thin Man. Two Kilo Mockingbird. Oh, excellent. <laughs> the Return of the Thin Man. <laughs> the Lion Bar, the Sandwich and the Wardrobe. Anorexic Karenina. <laughs> the Diary of Ham Shank. <laughs> Schindler's List of Things You Can't Eat. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Scone. Or Fatty Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> Excellent. The Thin Man Goes Home. <laughs> <laughs> round, round Island with a fridge packed full of low-fat yoghurt. Oh. <laughs> Behave yourself. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the dentifix of time gently secures the top set of destiny, <laughs> before it's ripped out by the Werther's original of Doom, <laughs> I notice it's the end of the show, so from the team Samantha, myself and the fine folk of Blackpool, it's goodbye. Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and Tony Hawkes have been given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith. <laughs>